Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Good afternoon, everyone on the East Coast. I'm Patricia Raskin, host of Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. This is the program that shows you how to turn your problems into solutions, your obstacles into opportunities, and really does show you how to make your dreams come true. And I have someone on today who really knows how to do that. Her name is Rory Ray. She's a very well-known relationship coach, crisis counselor, actress, director, stage producer, mother, author, seminar leader, public speaker, and wife of a successful executive coach. And she really understands what you can do to have the relationship of your dreams. Her website is havetherelationshipyouwant.com. You'll find amazing relationship advice, CDs, DVDs, teleclasses, a free e-letter filled with powerful, fresh information. And she has many thousands of success stories. Rory has thousands of women and thousands of people follow her on Facebook as well as Twitter. And you can, too, by going to havetherelationshipyouwant.com. And for anybody who either wants to find the right relationship because they're not in one or they are in a relationship and they want it to be much better than it is, she knows how to do all those things. Welcome, Rory Ray. Hi. Hi. Thank you very much, Patricia. That was a great introduction. Thank you. Good, good. Now, you know, you you really talk about how you can change a woman's love life overnight. Is that really true or is that too good to be true? It's so true that I had to prove it to Google once uh, for an ad. Um, Absolutely. We as women are trained to do all the wrong things, things that do not serve us. We go against our own best interests so much of the time that just undoing that much can change your life overnight. But mostly I feel it's it's from the inside. We All do right, things so on the inside, what... on the outside that create okay. a whole environment. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Tell us what we're doing that's wrong and then tell us what we need to do to correct it. Okay. <laughs> all right, great. Well, this is... My work is basically, it's all about getting a man to notice you, get him feeling compelled to do whatever it takes to be with you, and this is the key, without you working hard to make it happen. And that's what I call being a modern siren. And I guess you could say this is all about control and surrender, what I call surrender anyway, and about being vulnerable and allowing yourself to appear and actually be raw and vulnerable in the presence of the world, in the presence of a man that you're interested in. So you're not working hard to get him or get something to happen. You're not doing strategy. You're basically just practicing being yourself. Mm. And I think the mistake that we all make is that we assume, excuse me, that we assume that our history is who we are and what has happened to us in our life and how we've uh, had success or failure in the past is who we are, and that's not necessarily true because we all have all these ways of behaving and habits and patterns and the choices we make in men and the choices we make in the words we use that 
that um, aren't aren't who we are. They're just cover-ups. They're just protections that we've had in place since we were very, very young. And mm-hmm. what I'm all about is changing that up. So if you change it up and you start what I call circular dating and you start being a modern siren, you can shift all this very quickly. Um, the, mm-hmm. the basis of what I... <clears throat> call all of this is strong surrender, which is essentially being strong, not on your outside, like we um, very tough, smart women are trained to be, clever and smart, but strong on your inside, so that you feel strong on your inside and can start trusting yourself more, instead of hoping that you'll find a strategy. You'll just so kind of what, start listening what you're to yourself. Saying, let, let me see if I can interpret what you're saying. What you're saying is that we need, particularly as women, to be, we need to get to the place where we're really authentic and happy with who we are as people. And then just be that. Don't try, don't push, don't pull, don't try to perform tricks, don't try to act in a certain way. Just be that. The problem is it's so easy for me to say that. It's so easy for experts, and there's so many experts out there, just to say, just be yourself. How the heck do you do that? And that is what I'm all about, small tools that help you be who you are. And it's not easy because it's scary. For instance, uh, go ahead. Put your arms in front of you. Put your, clench your fists. Now imagine there's a man that you really like in front of you. And your fists are, your fists are clenched and you're grabbing onto his shirt. Mm-hmm. Most of us feel this way. We're leaning forwards. So if you're standing up, imagine you're leaning forward and grabbing onto his shirt. What else is happening in you? Your stomach is tense. This is normal for us. This is what we, we normally feel. I can make this happen. I can steer him by holding onto his shirt. Now go ahead and just let your hands loose and lean back. Lean your body backwards. I call this the lean back because it's a very different physical position. Put your palms out towards him. What happens? Your stomach changes. Everything changes in your shoulders. Notice where your shoulders are. If we can start being aware of the difference between our need to lean forward and grab onto a man, and also notice while you're clenching your fists in front of you, you're also pushing him away with your fists. You're also putting your arms up between you and him. And this is the way we are nearly all the time. So a very simple, basic exercise would be to imagine a man in front of you, do this, and then open up your hands slowly, let them hang by your sides, and see what you feel like. And then practice that when you're at a bar or at a party and there are men around and see how that feels. That's just one of many tools uh, that would help you actually be more of yourself in that moment. All right, I'm going to give you an example, and um, this example came to me online because I had told someone that I was doing this interview, and she gave me this situation. I think it's very interesting, okay? Here's a woman who is meeting men, and she's dating, and she actually has someone helping her, a professional matchmaker helping her meet people, and one of the people that's coming up next is someone who's extremely well-to-do, very, very moneyed family, very high profile in the community. And this woman certainly has had some of that in her life, but this is a little, this kind of, the magnitude of this is a little, uh, a little daunting for her. 
And yet, uh-huh. she's excited to meet this person. So the question is, this woman is bright. She's sophisticated. She's um, met many people. She handles herself well. But this is a little bit of a different, uh, a little different. And part of her has, has said to me, boy, wouldn't this be fabulous? But yet, gee, you know, um, can I handle this? And I'm not used to this much, even though I haven't had the introduction yet. What advice would you give her? What a great situation. This involves your confidence, whether or not you feel confident that you're enough for a man like this, just the way you are, and how we all tend to want to, you know, put frosting on ourselves. Oh, so he probably needs somebody who's smart. He needs somebody I have to look a certain way. I have to act really poised and together. He wouldn't want me to be emotional. We make all these assumptions about what a guy wants. What a guy wants is a real live woman who can feel. Men, especially successful men, are all in their brains. They're all in their heads. They're all mental. And all they meet all day are women who are basically men dressed up in skirts. Women who think, women who are doing business with them. And there is no sexual, well, there's always a sexual connection for a man. That is irrelevant in a sense. But there's no emotional connection for him because there's no polarization. He's in his brain and she's in in her brain. So what you want to do is show up in your heart. You want to show up in your heart and in your body, and I don't mean your sexual body. I mean feeling your emotions. You want to show up going, sitting down and saying, wow, and using one of my big tools, which I call feeling messages, which is I feel a little uh, nervous meeting you. You know, I noticed you're so successful, and I felt, you know, wow, I'd have to come up with some smart things to say, and actually it just feels really good to be with you. Your tie is glorious and start mm-hmm. like that and you start um, putting your hands on the table <coughs> yeah I want, to, I want to share something to go along with what you just said okay the woman's the woman this woman that i'm talking about talked to the matchmaker and she said this to the matchmaker she said i don't understand why a guy like this needs to meet people through you i mean ah. he's, and and the matchmaker said Many times these guys do. It's very hard for them to really meet people because oh, they're yeah. so Didn't Matt Damon meet his wife through a matchmaker for those exact reasons? I don't know. I believe that that's the true story. Um, matchmaking is, uh, all of the matchmakers I know, famous matchmakers uh, in New York and here, uh, work with very rich, very wealthy, very high energy, very well-to-do and famous men because they just don't have the the time to meet yep. women normally, and they never know whether a woman really likes them for them, or if they, she's just you know uh, finding his aura wonderful. Right, right. Or his status, or his money, or his position. He's just looking for a girl who thinks he's really great as a human being, as a man, not for all his power and money. Mm, mm. He wants a woman who can see into him and accept what all men feel about themselves, which is that they're icky and ugly and have horrible impulses and they have horrible feelings about themselves inside, no matter what it seems like on the outside. And they're all looking for a woman who thinks, accepts them completely, Mm. warts and all. Mm. You do that, you go straight to his heart. Mm. That's why what I call radical accepting is so crucial. You accept yourself a thousand percent, 
no matter what you think you don't like about yourself, you love and accept everything about yourself. You do what I call slathering the love on like it's butter. Hug yourself and slather yourself in love. And as you do that, he starts to feel that you are comfortable with yourself, and then you just look at him with curiosity and interest instead Mm -hmm. of an appraising eye. Right. Yeah, it's very, very, very good. Very good advice. Good advice. You know, who are the people that come to you? Are these, do you coach people individually? Do you work with men and women, or do you work with just women? Occasionally I work with a man from my own research when he finds me, but I work only with women basically. I do have a private coaching practice, and I do do different kinds of teleclasses, but mostly I encourage women to start with my book, Start with my free newsletters. Just start with the newsletters. They're, every one of them has a tool, like the ones I just sort of threw out, feeling messages, mm-hmm. circular dating, which we can talk about. And, and then in basics in my book, and then to get my, my programs, Modern Siren, Targeting Mr. Right is all about how to date, circular dating, nuts and bolts, plus the emotional, how to have a conversation, how to get past your trauma using dating, very interesting ideas. Um, Rather than try to reach me personally, but I I do work only with women, and the most of the women who come to me are like I was. I was a crumb taker. I was a woman who thought that any man who wanted to sleep with me was doing me a favor. I'm kidding you not. Uh, I thought that you know I was never enough, and mm-hmm. I had a horrible man picker. I was always picking men that I would pine after. And one day when I realized I really wanted to be married and have children, I just kind of figured out how to do this. I created a whole dating scenario for myself that I've turned after all these years into the circular dating tools, which Mm -hmm. is more about therapy than it is about dating itself. You're actually using every moment you spend with another human being to heal yourself. Now let me let me share this. Um, this is in one of your book. This is in your book, chapter twenty three on translations on how to choose words. Oh, and I really excellent. like this. You talk about control speak and surrender speak, yes. and you say that you use surrender speak to verbalize what you feel, even if it's as basic as mad, glad, sad, or afraid. Getting yes. the words out will clear the air between you and any man, and even more important for a woman, releasing the energy of pent up emotions will allow you to feel more relaxed, more in tune with yourself, your body, and your spirit. That's pretty, you pretty much says it. I'm all yeah. about speaking the truth, saying exactly what you're, what's going on with you at the moment. Yeah. In, but in a way, in words that are all about you. In other words, we do not want to talk to a man about uh, what he's doing that you would like to change or that you disapprove of, or that is causing you to feel a certain way. You just want to share in feeling messages your feeling state. And in there, what I call the soup of your whole self, yeah, there's disappointment and there's fear and there's real anger and there's rage and there's all kinds of feelings about why he didn't call and why he's treating you the way he is. And yet you want to share it as though you are the only person here. Mm-hmm. I feel uncomfortable when this happens. I feel sad. I'm feeling myself so angry with you, I want to hit you and throw you off a cliff. That's or okay I feel devalued. Say. Another one I've used is I feel devalued when you shortchange me in time 
or when well, the phone rings like off time and you're taking the phone calls. <laughs> is that is that something you would suggest saying? Well, if I feel devalued, I've said it. I think that is totally not going to help you at all because you're saying you are devaluing me. That's like saying I feel hurt. That means you hurt me. You're accusing him of bad behavior this way. This is, I have something called the four rules where I basically disallow you from saying, it's my only rules in, in all of my work, that I disallow you from using the word you. I don't even want you to say what you. You devalue me when you do this. Why do you need to say that? He's not shortchanging you. He's just being himself. I, yeah. Now, but yet, what's the difference between saying I feel mad and glad and afraid than saying I feel devalued? Because devalued is a word that he can deva- You can't feel devalued. I feel unheard. Okay. I feel sad. I feel weak. I feel disappointed. I feel upset. But devalued is something a person can do to you. Got it. Okay. And we women are all about, you know, leaning in, holding their shirts, and telling them what they're doing wrong. The moment you tell a man what he's doing wrong, you've lost it. You've lost the connection. Mm-hmm. Instead of asking yourself, instead of asking what he's doing wrong, ask yourself, why am I still here? Why am I still in this situation? Right. I hope that was okay. <laughs> I no, you. no, I think that's fair. No, I, I, I hear that. I think that's very good. And I think those are questions to be asked, and then you make your decision from there. Would but you like if to you, try? But, yeah. Would you like and to try I, saying yeah. that a different way? Yeah, and I think, well, I think what I want to do is express more in terms of the things that's, now this has happened for me in the past, where I've been with someone who gives me very little time, and I knew that going in and then, you know, then picks up the phone more than once. And, you know, when that happened, yeah, this yeah. time it was, it was, you know, that doesn't work for me. Yeah, and so yeah, I had perfect. to process that. And I processed it by writing a note and saying, you know, I need to change rules here. Because for me, uh, you know, if I'm going to continue a friendship, I need more time and I need either no phone or less phone. And, 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 you know, and I put it that way. And I also said, I also said in this, you know, you let me know there was very little time and I really should have listened and taken heed and taken a rain check because, um, because suffering doesn't become me. And that's how I left it. That was lovely. And if I could give you another alternative way to speak this, would that be helpful? You could say to him, not by a note, when he does call you, say, you know, I'm feeling awkward speaking this, but I'm starting to feel really disconnected from you. I realize I need more contact. I need more connection. And it doesn't feel good to me to only have so much time here in this relationship. So I'm not sure that we're on the same page. I'm not sure this works for me. I feel really bad. Is there any way that we can fix this? Is there any way that that we right. can make this work? Right. Yeah. No, I, I think those are good. And I think I think the example here is to is as you say, there's no blaming in any of that. Exactly. It's, you're looking at not what even yourself. You feel. Especially not yourself. Right. You're looking at what you feel. And that's what that's what and that's what you're talking about in this chapter in terms of how to choose the right words. Exactly. 
I use that translations a lot. I give that as homework to all my clients, and um, I call it also poetry and being a reporter. Business speak yeah. is like being a reporter where you're just talking about the facts, and poetry is speaking from your heart about everything from the sunset to what the food is you're eating. Yeah, or... there's something else you write here that I think is very much part of this, and that's boundaries. And you write, uh-huh. I trust my boundaries. I trust myself. I will not knowingly toss my pearls before swine, throw myself into a path of destruction, hide from the truth, or go along with or tolerate something that's damaging to me. I can move to my feelings. And that, yeah. and that's the crux of it. Yeah. And that needs to be on your inside, because if you put it up on the outside, as many women do that come to me, it's like armor on your outside, and you're kind of standing up in front of a man, kind of daring him to break through your mistrust. So boundaries need to be in a place where I just know that I am going to treat myself well, and if a guy is not doing the job, I'm going to walk away from him. I don't need to blame him or hit him or tell him what an idiot he is or that he's acting like a jerk. I just can move away. I just don't choose that. That's a nice inner boundary, and it makes you able to be what I call soft on the outside, which is like a marshmallow. So any man can reach in and touch your heart. Any man can feel you, and you can feel all relaxed and trusting of yourself on the boundaries inside. Very good. We have a few minutes left, just a couple. So what is your major message? What would you like to leave our listeners with today about having the relationship you want, whether it's a new relationship or whether it's one that you already have that you want to make better? Part of it is to do with faith in yourself and that, You can have what you want. Believe me, uh, Patricia, if I could do it, any woman can do it. And just to believe that you can have this to start with. And then my, I guess the biggest issue here would be to notice how you're protecting yourself from love. Notice how you're leaning in and pushing it away. Start noticing how you're closing down your body and shutting down your heart and trying to protect yourself. And find my tools in these free newsletters uh, at havetherelationshipyouwant.com and, and in my book and whatever programs you like. Find those tools that help you just stand there and completely allow the world to be around you and see if you can find your, your power in choosing, in choosing men, in choosing situations, rather than protecting yourself from them. This allows you to be vulnerable and real and authentic in very baby step ways. Yeah. Yeah, and, and love then, yourself. And you said, that's hard. On. That's training. Because many times when we get hurt or we feel, as, as I use, devalued or we feel that we're not important, right. we strike back in some way verbally and we don't even realize we're doing it. Exactly, but realize it's coming from ourselves. We just, we are putting it out there. We're picking a guy to hit us over the head. We're actually paying some guy to come and beat us up. But actually we're just beating ourselves up. We've somehow believed that we are not worth, worthy inside. We all believe this and we're all beating ourselves up. And then we create this on the outside. If you see it on the outside, ask yourself where you're not loving yourself on the inside. Yeah. Rory, Ask yourself where you're not trusting yourself. This has been great. And I, I know if people want to know more about what is a modern siren or what's circular dating, 
which you talked about, they can go online to havetherelationshipyouwant.com. Havetherelationshipyouwant.com. Thanks so much for being on the program. Very enlightening. Oh, Patricia, thank you. It was charming. Thank you so much. Thank you. Stay on the line. All right, folks. So remember, our guest has been Rory Ray. Have the relationship you want. Whether you're in one now, whether you want one, um, you can turn you can turn it around. And Rory certainly has answers for you. And she's on Facebook and Twitter. And again, have the relationship you want. Com. Okay, folks. Um, we are coming back, and when we are coming back, we'll have Dr. Henry Emmons, who's talking about the chemistry of joy, workbook bringing joy into your life. Stay tuned. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you a homeowner who's trying to save on energy bills and go green at the same time? Tune into Energy Saving in the Home, brought to you by 521 Compressor Saver and Home Energy Consultants with host Gary Parr and Dennis Seltzer. They have saved homeowners just like you as much as 65% on energy bills through energy efficiency practices. You'll learn about conservation, products, and services to reduce energy consumption and save you money. Be sure to listen to Energy Saving in the Home, live every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready to change your relationships, your business, your body, and your life? You'll want to tune in to Transformation Talk Radio with host Tony Litster. It's an inspiring hour of conversation, special guests, and wisdom that has made Tony an expert with personal life experience. His down-to-earth style will give you the keys to unlock your greatest potential. Listen for Transformation Talk Radio live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listening can truly change your life. If you're a golf enthusiast and looking for some great golf properties in the desert southwest, you'll want to make the Golf Realty Network your weekly stop. Hosted by Jane and Al Anderson, the Golf Realty Network is all about living where you play, on the golf side. You'll hear from the course pros and vendors, while the real estate side will bring you the top agents and brokers who know how to market or find your golf community home. Tune in to the Golf Realty Network, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety, and rebroadcast weekly on Voice America Sports. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. We 
are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com. And our second guest is Dr. Henry Emmons, who's an MD and an integrative psychiatrist. He's the author of The Chemistry of Joy and The Chemistry of Calm, books which describe his models for restoring resilience in the face of depression, anxiety, and other stress-related conditions. And his brand new book is The Chemistry of Joy, which presents a natural approach to depression, supplemented with medication if necessary, blending the best of Western science and Eastern philosophy to create your own body's own biochemistry of joy. Welcome, Dr. Emmons. Yes, yes. Um, tell us the philosophy behind your book, The Chemistry of Joy. This comes out of my two decades, a little more than two decades as a psychiatrist now, and I've been working with people with all kinds of uh, mental health conditions, depression and anxiety being the most common, of course. And, and over the years, I've just really experienced what so many of your listeners are, are familiar with, and that is that our usual way of treating these conditions is just really falling short. And so what what I set out to do with this uh, workbook is to give people a step-by-step guide, if you will, so that they can recover their own natural resilience. And we, we start off with the foundation that this is innate, that people people begin their lives and always have access to their their natural resilience state. But what they often are missing are the tools that they need to recover that. And so we really try to present what we consider to be the full range of skills and tools that, that will help people uh, regain their balance. And you do this through a, a quite an intensive questionnaire in your book. <laughs> we have a, a series of questionnaires. We start with with a very general uh, resilience skills questionnaire that that is meant to give people some sense of where they are on the continuum of resilience and what areas they need to shore up the most. It's just a really nice way of of kind of um, placing themselves into the right frame so they can choose the the right things to focus on. Why and then you we, go, ahead. go ahead. Why is nutrition so important? Well, nutrition is the foundation for getting the brain chemistry right. A lot of people know that they've got to have balanced brain chemistry in order to have sustainable moods, but they don't realize that the only way, the only way that their brain can produce the chemicals it needs is to get the building blocks in our diet. Medication Mm -hmm. doesn't do that. Nutritional supplements do that to a degree, but not as well as diet. And so we've got to start with a really, really solid foundation and, and also to try to understand that the, the diet that's right for one person is not necessarily right for another. So we've got but, to try to understand what does is, what is my body need, what does my right. brain need to get balanced again. And also, if people eat foods that are not good for them, and what I mean is that uh, there are certain foods then that can lead to depression and can lead to mood swings, Correct. I really believe that's true. I, I think that uh, we're see, we're witnessing this in this country now, where more and more people are discovering that they're eating some food that their body's reacting against. 
So that's one aspect of it, is that there are these food sensitivities that often we don't even know about because we keep eating the same foods every day, and yet they're causing a toxic reaction in the body. And then another aspect of, of food that can really cause problems with brain chemistry is if people are simply eating too, too imbalanced of a diet with carbohydrates. So there's too much sugar, too much simple carbs for the, the body to be able to handle easily and well. And that creates a huge pressure on the stress hormones that are, that is really hard to overcome if, if we keep doing it. Okay, so, and and that's one part of it, Dr. Emmons, but there's also mindfulness practices you talk about in your book. That's right. You know, we we try as best we can to give people guides for 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 balancing their, their body and brain chemistry through diet and fitness and lifestyle changes. But when it comes to really being able to get at the root of the emotional challenges, and so really learning how to how to balance your emotional reactions, uh, how to work through difficult emotions or difficult life challenges and not be thrown into a spiral. We find mindfulness is an exceptionally useful way of going about this. It just gives people a way of understanding themselves, their own thoughts, their own emotional reactions uh, so much more deeply than, um, than happens even sometimes through psychotherapy. A lot of people will come to our program having having tried years of psychotherapy and years of medication, and they feel that they learn more in this eight-week program than they have in all the other things that they've tried. Mm-hmm. So, so that's it's a combination. Now, what happens, Dr. Emmons, when people have, as you write, the emotional tsunamis? When they're really set off their game, it could be a health challenge, it could be a relationship issue, it could be a money issue, they might have lost their job, and they're thrown off course. What do you say there? Right. Well, this is an experience I think almost everybody has at least once in their life, and sometimes several times. This is way beyond a normal, everyday, unpleasant emotion. This is a real emotional storm. And, and in this case, it requires a different set of skills. It's really hard to keep one's grounding when you're going through this degree of, of tumult inside. Mm-hmm. So we try to give people a means of using their mindfulness skills to simply keep themselves grounded, to, to be able to hold themselves as steady as possible and allow the storm to pass. This is really hard to do. This is a challenging practice because we naturally want to try to fix things. You know, if we're confronted with, with something really difficult, we, we, we think there's got to be something wrong or there's mm-hmm. got to be something I can do to, to make it better. And what we're seeing is that, that we often fumble around and end up making things worse when we try so hard. So we're, we're teaching people. Dr. Emmons, do you think, do you think in those situations that people should consider medications? There are clearly instances where I think people should consider medications and this might be a good role for it. Depending on really what's, what's causing the, the emotional tsunami and, and how, how much people have in reserve, so to speak. Um, I think sometimes medication can be a really useful support for a time. 
The mistake people often make with medication is to, when they do feel better, assuming it helps them feel better, they assume that that's fixed the problem. And then six months or a year down the road, they end up with the same kind of pattern, and then the medication's not working as well. So I've got no problem with medication when it's used wisely and carefully. Um, But I just think that to be able to feel good long-term, we simply can't rely upon it. Yeah. Another thing you write about in your book, and we sometimes forget this, but we hear about it in other cultures, is the real importance of connection with others. We've lost a lot of that with the extended family in our country. And now with technology, you know, people are writing uh, and, and using technology rather than being with each other in person. Right. You know, I think you're 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 pointing to a, a real loss in our culture, which is just this built in sense of connection and belonging that I believe people have had historically. And people in today's world find that they have to create that. It doesn't exist for them just just because they, they grew up in a certain culture or family or community. And so um, when we see people in our, you know, we're in our offices as, as therapists and psychiatrists, this sense of isolation is one of the most challenging things about their lives. And it, it's something that we think has to start from within. It, it, it's not just an external problem. It's, it's something that we've got to, we've got to begin working on our own ability to connect, our openness, uh, our open-heartedness, if you will. It's what I consider to be cultivating a good heart, or you might say learning to love well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these things that you talk about are not difficult. I mean, in, in terms of understanding them, they're very clear, and seemingly they seem easy to do. Why is it so difficult for people to follow a lot of what you're saying? You know, the, there is no deficiency of information. People know these things. They know a lot about diet. They know a lot about exercise. Many people know a lot about, um, about they've heard at least about mindfulness, and they know they need to connect and belong. But applying these things in one's life seems so challenging. And I, I think that it's not knowledge that's missing, but I do think that it's really helpful for people to get clear guidance, structure, support, to have some accountability so they're not just in it themselves, but they feel that they're they're connected to something larger than themselves as they go through these things. So, you know, you're, I'm sure many of your listeners can relate even to something as straightforward as creating an exercise program. It's not so easy to do or following your, your healthy diet all the time. No, but none of us do this all the time. So, you know, it really doesn't help to beat oneself up and think, well, I just, I just can't do this. But it's, it, it's a matter of, of trying to connect the dots and create such a, a coherent uh, lifestyle that these things fit together and you don't have to think about them all of the time. Mm, yeah. Where do people start? I mean, if, if somebody is, is really feeling not enough joy in their life, where do they start? Certainly, we look at our situation and many times we say, well, it's our situation. And I don't, I'm, I'm having financial problems or I'm having relationship problems or I'm having health problems. But what you write about is that you can have joy in your life even with all of that. That's right. That's right. And, you know, if 
if someone does approach it the way you just talked about, and you start looking for reasons, I can guarantee you will find them. Because when your mood is low, if you start looking around, what caused this, what's wrong in my life, what's wrong with myself, you'll definitely find things. There's always something that's not quite right. That is not a helpful path out of this. I think that what's what's a really important place to start is, and we try to really emphasize this at the beginning of our program, to start with the realization that you are not broke, you don't need to be fixed, you can reclaim this resilience or even this, uh, this capacity for joy, no matter how long it seems to have been gone. And, and this is a really important thing for people to realize if they've struggled with these things for sometimes years, to know that there, there is hope, legitimate hope, that this can be turned around, that they can, can return to their naturally healthy state. Sometimes there are obstacles to that. There are things that are, that are getting in the way, and we really help try to help people identify what those are and understand how to work with those. But this notion that we're somehow broken and need to fix ourselves, that's one of the, the things that gets in people's way, I think. Right, and your workbook is, is, very, um, is very comprehensive because you actually you ask people to write down what they're eating. I mean, you give them a questionnaire. You ask them to look at their emotions and assess their emotional response patterns. You talk about um, meditation and walking meditations, how people can walk and how they can put mind, mindfulness into their daily life. So it's very, very clear and, and actually quite easy to follow. Well, thank you. That was the intention. And, you know, I... I I think it's important to be comprehensive because I think depression is a whole body, whole person condition. And the idea that we can approach it just through serotonin and medications or just through meditation for that matter, it just never made sense to me. When I was first asked to write my first book, the, what the publisher was looking for was a book about nutritional supplements and, and treating depression. And I, I wasn't really interested in writing that book, not that I didn't think that was helpful, but I just didn't think it was enough. I, I, I feel that we, we do too much of that, where we try to parse things out into oversimplified um, approaches, and what people are really needing is a way to create a, a, a coherent whole. Mm-hmm. All right, so very important. Now, also in the book, you talk about becoming a source of wisdom for yourself, and again, you know, what happens, I mean, you, you actually go through what happens when you have a flood of emotion and what does it feel like and how do you handle these feelings? So it, it's, um, it, it's all here, really. And then in the end, you talk about the circles of connections, the connections to people who are close to you in your life and how important that is. That's right. You know, I think if there were, were only one thing that, that could change, and you wanted to make yourself as resilient as possible, bring as much joy into your life as possible, it would be through this pathway of connection, that that you're not in it alone, and that you can create the, the, the kind of openness within yourself that allows for this kind of connection, that allows other people to really know you and, and be uh, close to you in ways that are just um, so much more meaningful. 
And I, I you know, the, I think it's the Dalai Lama says that um, people don't really need religion or meditation, but everyone needs a sense of belonging and connection. He says it a little differently, but that's essentially what he's saying, that, that the, what's really important to us is that we have really good, healthy, and meaningful relationships. Yeah, and that's all in this book. And I just want to go back, because we only have a couple minutes left. Chapter 3, which is Caring for Your Body, it really goes through you know, assessing what you're eating. What is your glucose insulin balance? And then what's happening with inflammation in your body? And what are your food sensitivities? Because so many people today are sensitive to certain foods and have issues with that. So, And it's about supporting your brain. So I really suggest to people that you, you check out this book. It's called The Chemistry of Joy Workbook. And it's written um, by my guest along with two other people, Dr. Henry Evans, Evans, who's a psychiatrist who developed the Resilience Training Program at the Penny George Institute for Health and Healing in Minneapolis. He's the author, again, of The Chemistry of Joy and The Chemistry of Calm. And um, I, I really appreciate you coming on the program. Any closing thoughts for our listeners today about The Chemistry of Joy workbook, Dr. Emmons? Well, I think that the important thing for people to know is that this is really doable. This is a, a clearly set out guide to give people skills and tools. And it is something that hundreds of people, even thousands of people now have found accessible and, and really helpful to them. So, you know, these, there's, there's hope for these kind of conditions and there's, there's ways of approaching it that are much more lasting and, um, and helpful, I think. And your book includes a brain-healthy diet, exercises, supplements, as well as ways to meditate and connect with others and really be in touch with your emotions. It's really good. Thank you very much for being on the program, Dr. Emmons. I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. All sure. right, folks, again, you can log on to the website. And let's give the website, Dr. Emmons. It is partnersinresilience.com. Partnersinresilience.com. And you teach workshops, I assume? We do. Yep. And people can find all about that through partnersinresilience.com. They can go to your, your workshops as well. And the book is The Chemistry of Joy Workbook, which has just been published in, in June. So do That's check great. it out. Remember, folks, um, to stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, right here on voiceamerica.com. I have other radio programs as well. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, be healthy and be happy. Bye for now. I'm Patricia Raskin on behalf of Positive Living. We're here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Bye for now.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.